Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Everyone who has suggested or even thought about the merits of blowing up the Penguins, like just starting over, building from scratch, does what the Islanders have done to date change your mind in any way? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that you can find right where you found this. The Islanders just really won't go away. They're now tied 2-2 in their series with the Lightning, which I did not foresee. They're heading back to Tampa with the momentum of what really was a pretty resounding game poor victory, leading 3-0. The, the Bolts scored a couple late, and then, of course, Ryan Pollock with the save of the year, even though he's a defenseman with that amazing block on Ryan McDonough in the final second. And they just keep finding ways to win there's not much about the islanders that adds up certainly not in terms of advanced analytics the islanders have been outshot outchanced more than any team remaining in these playoffs and even if you go through all 16 teams that started the tournament the islanders are the third worst in that category penguins are the best by the way a heck of a lot of good that did them but here they are, and and they keep winning, and they're doing it through, I don't know, being opportunistic, uh, a lot of intangibles, a lot of toughness, a lot of timeliness, it seems, to everything that they do. They don't get down, they don't beat themselves up when things aren't going well, and they just keep plugging away, and as a result, they just keep finding ways to win. And good for them. I mean, this is how it's done in the playoffs. We're seeing, you know, a lot of that throughout the postseason, including in the other bracket. And it's not new. Stanley Cup playoff history is filled with stories like these, of teams that 
really shouldn't have been doing what they were doing, but they still went ahead and did it anyway. But I'm going to revisit that opening question here. What reflection is that of what you see with the Islanders or what you've seen in these playoffs on the immediate, meaning next season, future of the Penguins? To me, when I watch these games right now, I'm not thinking to myself, man, the Penguins never could have handled this. They really need to just start all over again and get rid of the core and build with youth and whatever. I I just, I'm watching these games most nights, to be perfectly candid with you, thinking the same things I thought during the series with New York. And that's this. If the Penguins had NHL average or above average goaltending, they'd be right there. And being more specific, if they had the version of Tristan Jari that they had in February and March, they'd be, you know, right on the verge of reaching the Stanley Cup final. I don't look at any of these teams, not even Tampa, uh, not Vegas, not even the teams that have already been eliminated, which I thought were, you know, stacked, particularly Colorado and say, man, the Penguins just couldn't skate with those guys, uh, couldn't generate chances, couldn't defend with those guys or any of that. I just don't think that. And I don't see why anyone would, frankly. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. And right now... Just for listening to this show, Fubo TV is offering you, our listeners, a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. To get that offer, go to FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, it's FuboTV.com slash DK. When you're talking about sustainable, repeatable success, stuff that counts, And I I know a lot of people get cringy about any kind of advanced stats or stats that they didn't grow up with, um, you know, because that's just the nature of life. You know, we all get older and we all believe in the stuff that we believed in when we were kids and anything that's new that comes along that we don't have the patience or time to learn, we go, eh, whatever. I do that with some stuff myself, believe me. But these analytics, they line up. Over time, they really do. And the, and the performance that we witnessed from the Penguins in that first round, relative to everything that's followed it, would strongly suggest that all you do is find a way to bolster that. You find a way to address a couple of shortcomings, a couple of needs, but especially goaltending and you're gonna be okay i know this does not dovetail in any way shape or form with the way we now attack things societally and i'm not going to be going off on some kind of tangent here or whatever but everything these days feels like it's black or white my way or the highway there's no gray anymore 
When something doesn't work, it's boom, get rid of it. Get rid of all of it. Change everything. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to, to even have a thought like that cross your mind. This was, is, and will be a really good contending Stanley Cup playoff team if it gets goaltending. I'd still modify a thing or two here or there. I'd like to get Radim Zahorna and Anthony Angelo and Drew O'Connor involved in the lineup a little more, see what they have, see if they can step up. All of them got their feet wet last season. Zahorna probably with more success uh, than any of them. They're all bigger. They're all younger. Go ahead and get them in the mix. Get P.O. Joseph in the mix. If that means losing Marcus Pedersen or moving him out to acquire some cap space to get a goaltender, go right ahead and do that. I'm okay with that too. P.O. Joseph, for a brief spell there, was looking like a star. He wasn't just surviving in the NHL. He was the Penguins' best defenseman for a stretch there. Remember that? Go ahead and do those things. Find a way to survive the Seattle expansion draft without excessive damage. But go and get a goalie. Get a goalie. Get a good goalie. Get it either a 1A or a 1B. I'm okay with either one. I am not okay with a, with a 2. One of those is already in the house in Casey DeSmith, and a good one at that. Get a veteran to come in and legit push Jari. If that means pushing him out of the starting job, that's an acceptable push. If that means pushing him as the backup and being available when you need to pull the parachute after game one of the playoffs next year, that's acceptable as well. That's what has to happen here. A real live starting NHL goaltender with at least some playoff pedigree needs to be acquired. If that happens, then your Pittsburgh Penguins are going to look not all that different than what you're watching on TV right now. And I believe that firmly. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they, in turn, need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. Spell out all three of those words, pittsburghfoodbank.org, to find out how your $1 translates into five full meals 
for those in need. Our question comes from CY, who asks me, can you make the case for Chris Letang as a Hall of Fame inductee and whether or not his number should be retired by the Penguins? These discussions tend to solve themselves. I remember, oh, it was about three years ago, two years ago, something like that, when there was a lot of this about Marc-Andre Fleury. Is he really a Hall of Fame guy? Well, no, of course not. He's never even been a finalist for the Vezina. Uh, should he have his number retired by the Penguins? Of course, just because he's so popular and beloved and he was part of three Stanley Cup champions and everything else. Um, now that's kind of easy on the Hall of Fame end, isn't it? I mean, he's piling up playoff wins at a rate where he's now fourth on an amazing list. Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur, Dominic Kashuk. He's going to be way up there. And heck, for the first time, he's also a Vezina finalist. Maybe he'll actually win the Vezina. So, yes, Flower's going to be in the hall. Flower's number being retired is a different debate because it comes down to how much time you spent with a team. He obviously was in Pittsburgh for quite a while. You can make an argument for it but number retired you know that's rare air in pittsburgh you walk into ppg paints arena right now and look up at those rafters and there's still just a 66 and a 21 for the late michelle briere the rookie who was uh, tragically killed in 1971 in a car crash that's it that's it. So number retired is is tough. Number retired is uh, something that I say all the time. Is something that I see as being 66, 21, 87, 71. If Latang can continue to perform, certainly as he did this past season, and continue to really just dominate the franchise record books when it comes to defensemen. And he's already the all-time leading scorer. But to really put even more daylight between himself and Hall of Famers who didn't spend anywhere near as much time in Pittsburgh, thinking notably of Paul Coffey and Larry Murphy, uh, then the case for Latang becomes that he's the greatest defenseman in franchise history. I make that case already. I believe that already. There isn't anyone that compares with his longevity and his accomplishments here. Uh, three championships, all-time scorer, as I mentioned, uh, and everything else that he's done uh, for this franchise. Yeah, he can be maddening and all that other stuff, but you know, so could Paul Coffey, and no one remembers that now. You know, this. Uh, there really isn't anyone else. You'd have to go back to Dave Burrows, who was a really good, solid, nails-tough defensive defenseman in the 1970s. Randy Carlyle won the only Norris Trophy in franchise history, but that was because uh, of putting up 67 points in a season where he was quarterbacking a record-setting power play. Uh, that's 
not to take away from his contributions to that power play. He was the point man, and I mean that in the literal and figurative sense, getting the puck to the net where uh, Paul Gardner and others were creating a lot of traffic around the net and running interference. Uh, but I don't think anybody at the time thought Randy Carlyle was the best defenseman in hockey. So you're, you're really looking at Latang and nobody else. Um, Hall of Fame is going to be tougher. No, both of these will be tough. The number being retired is, is just tough, period. Hall of Fame, you know, Norris trophies are funny. Norris trophies are one of those awards where it just becomes the player's turn. There's a player that just, he's been in line for a while, he's waiting, everyone's talked about him as a Norris Trophy candidate, then he works his way into becoming a finalist, and then you finally you cross over one day. Uh, we've seen it with Drew Doughty, we've seen it with Victor Hedman, we've seen it all through the years. Latang's not really ever been put in that class. Uh, sometimes that's been undeserved. Uh, but whether it's undeserved or not, when you're looking for Hall qualifications, that's one of the first things that people go to. Well, if he was such a great defenseman, why was he never this? Why was he never even a Norris Trophy finalist? Which, by the way, Latang has never been. He's never been one of the final three. And whether that's fair or not, it's going to get weighed against him. And by the way, Hall of Fame uh, voting in, in hockey is conducted by a 15-person committee. It's not something that's done by the writers the way it is in baseball. So, you know, they've got their own thing, and they're all secret ballots and everything else here. So they don't have to explain or show their faces or anything like that. Um, it, it'll be tough, both counts, both the Hall of Fame and the number being retired. Uh, but that's not to take anything away from him. It's a great question. I appreciate it, Cy. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.